0: We have a little announcement to make we have the first uh, deaf and baby uh, announced first uh, you,
1: need to have, you need to have a pause for effect
0: right okay <laughs> and then so <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I just attention, attention oh, yeah. we have an announcement to make please everyone be quiet for the forthcoming announcement
1: <laughs>
0: we have duh, 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 duh. I use some of some sound effects VJ oh on. yeah right
1: right we right we have the,
0: the deaf and, right. we have the first deaf and baby yes there you go <laughs> go ahead <laughs> well last week uh last time on the show we had uh mia miss Praxis of the butt um and she was a lazy recursive function um a lazy recursive person sorry but uh that's being realized now so she's she's given birth to a healthy baby boy so congratulations to to mia and her husband and of course yes. to the little fella
1: Welcome to the world. Welcome to the functional world. Yeah. Yeah. A big congratulations from our side as well.
0: Yes, and congratulations to everyone.
1: So, on that uh, happy note, let's start the show with the secret announcer that we had, or the announcing person. (laughs) (laughs) What do you call these people? Like, who who, who make these things? Announcers?
2: Announcers, yeah. The the people on the Tanois. Attention, all people on Tanois, please come to the announcement booth.
1: Perfect. The, the Tannoy, tannoy, tannoy
0: person. Tannoy. There's probably a politically correct version of the Tanoy person. Yeah, yeah. The so, Tannoyist.
1: This is like the episode number 63 with that person who <laughs> is named Mr. Bruce. Welcome to Dafen, Bruce. Ah, oh, yeah. Thank you. Hello. Morning. So. <laughs> indeed good morning it is it is universal greeting time
2: yes so you do realize when we end we have to say good night then yes absolutely right.
0: absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah we have been recently like i say, chatting to bruce on uh the closure slack it's a very uh asynchronous slow moving <laughs> chat but everyone apparently you have to say as soon as you come there, you have to say morning
2: well, it just it just lets you know that there are other people around, that the channel's not completely dead, that you know, that there's a bit of community <laughs> going on, and you can start. And, and especially with the off-topic yeah. channels, because it's not you don't come yeah, in and yeah, ask yeah, questions yeah. on Closure yeah, yeah, Europe well, or Closure London yeah. or something like that. You just say, you yeah. know. Well,
0: apparently, you do though. Recently, you know, people have been falling foul of that rule, but well,
2: know, it, we have yeah, to, we have to be, kick them
0: off, Bruce. You know,
2: being being on topic <laughs> is off-topic, which is you know, which is
0: fine. God damn it. That's not, this, this podcast is not about that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it, did get to the point where we did have to take the cycling off to another channel though. So there's a Brompton channel that I say good morning on as well. Oh, right. Uh, okay. though, though not everybody there has a Brompton and I don't have a Brompton at the moment because my Brompton's <laughs> in the shop. So, but every everybody, so I say good morning on Closure Europe and then I say good morning on Brompton.
1: Oh.
2: Is it Closure Brompton or just Brompton? It's just Brompton. Not just not not them. not everything on the closure and Slack starts with closure. Just most things. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you know, there is a cycle function, so I guess you know it's kind of on topic yeah. to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bruce joke, man. yes, Bruce, 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 legend. Wait for it,
2: dairy. Wow! Oh, yeah. uh, it's nice to know I'm dairy. I'm definitely very cheesy. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a vegan
0: rewrite of that where it's legend, wait for it, non-dairy. <laughs> oh,
2: good. <laughs> You've heard that one before, I think, Bruce. But <laughs> I, I I haven't, no, that, that's a completely new one on me.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's a thing
0: from uh, it's something How I thing? Met Your Mother. Or English thing? Uh, it's oh, an American okay. series,
1: How I Met Your Mother. And
0: the, oh, the guy right. in there who's a real idiot, a real asshole, um, is legend, wait for it, dairy. Oh, yeah, dairy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So anyway, that's, okay. I
1: mean, I I, 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 I couldn't imagine you making any contemporary references. That's why I was getting confused. So usually, raised references hmm. are, I don't hmm. know, Victorian. Usually, hmm. so I'm like, yeah. What, what, what is he talking about? No, I the, mean, if, I the, think it, 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 if they're
2: Victorian, that's better than me. I always get told off because I always bring up medieval references. So. You know. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: let's let's, let's get medieval. <laughs> yes <laughs> that always sounds a bit threatening you know <laughs> reminds yeah, me of uh the reservoir dogs was it reservoir dogs i'm gonna yeah. get medieval yeah. on his ass yeah <laughs> oh.
1: so we need to prepare for the duel now oh, is it still victorian Nah, it, it should be medieval right like knights fighting with long poles and shit and whatnot
2: yeah sure but it, it, people can fight at any point i mean stupid fighting yeah. is is always <laughs> stupid <laughs>
1: It, it's since it's it's with us since the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll 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 get into medieval fight.
0: I think I think the jousting soon, guess, though was more silly than stupid. You know, I mean it was. <laughs> I, mean, I know it was serious in some respects, but it was like it looked very silly. You know, you can't. I mean, if you just uh, think about it logically, it's kind of crazy. Really, big pointy sticks on a horse with.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. What what is just it silly. called again? Jousting. Jousting. Okay.
0: Jousting. Yeah.
1: Well, the name says it all. So, yeah. mm. it all the name is already silly. So, <laughs> like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do? Like, with a, on a horse with a long stick and then poke each other, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, it was. It was. It was meant to be the reason why Henry VIII um, was became the sort of big guy that he became in the end, at a jousting mm. injury. Okay. Which was a bit crazy for a king to be a jouster, but you know, there we are. Those yeah. were the medieval days or the Tudor days.
2: Well, he used to like to wrestle and stuff like that as well, but he he demanded that he won all the time. So when he wrestled the King of France and the King of France beat him, he was terribly, terribly upset.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, like bringing up to my era, Idi Amin, you know, being the uh, Ugandan swimming champion.
2: (laughs) Basically the same. So many things haven't changed.
1: So welcome to Medieval Podcast, episode (laughs) number 63, where we have two medieval experts. I don't know if you're from that age or whatever, but um, I know Bruce, you've been in the industry for, for since the dark ages. <laughs> no, of software. Not, not not quite that long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you have seen some darker times, I suppose, before coming into the closure <laughs> world. I, so. I, I
2: I have I have indeed. I, I mean, you know, I, I was a Salesforce consultant for a while. That's why I got. Oh my Google. god! Yes, yes. Oh
0: fuck! Okay, well, yeah. let's get so the let's, fu- let's,
1: first. Let's get the first. Oh fuck! Out of the way. <laughs> So let's just begin from the beginning about um, how, how did you get into closure from from all the weird places. So to, uh, so it's actually I
2: was actually looking that up and it was so I was uh, somebody
1: when went you say you were run... looking
0: it up. When you say you're looking Ooh. it up,
2: you mean you had to look it up
0: on the internet? To, no, to no, work no, 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 no. I think I think,
1: he, I think he was he was taking his horse like Gandalf and then just riding to that place and <laughs> looking at old no, I, like, I, it was, what happened?
2: I, I so I literally went back in my emails and I found the meeting invite, <laughs> right, okay. uh, the, wow. the the meetup for the talk Rich Hickey gave, closure for Java programmers on the twelfth yeah. of March two thousand nine, at Skills Matter when they were still on Sackford Street.
1: Wow! Right. So,
2: okay. so this is this is going back, back a fair ways, and uh, yeah. yeah, that was. I went to go hear Rich Hickey's talk. I was already, I'd already tried Scheme and tried Common Lisp, mm. Um, mm. and gotten a bit frustrated because I wanted to do things like XML and web programming. And mm. it's great if you want to write your own XML and web programming libraries, which I didn't <laughs> want to do. Yeah. Um. I'd looked at a couple of Java things
0: like that out in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd tried, uh, I tried a couple of Java Lisps, and none of them were particularly nice, but I went, I went to Rich's talk, um, in London and Mm -hmm. thought it was really cool. And then I forget when the first dojo was the first closure dojo was, but it was after the first Python dojo. And I went mm. to that, and that was organized by Alex Gordellis at ThoughtWorks. Mm. And that would have been 2009. And it was at the end of the first one. Alex said he wasn't going to do another one. And mm. Robert Rees uh, came up, because he knew me from the Python dojo, he came up and tricked me mm. into <laughs> running most of the rest of them until I stopped running them, and then other people took them over. So that's what it was. So it was basically... Uh, a talk, a bit of interest, and being tricked by Robert Race. So it's all his fault. <laughs> so you can get you can get him on, it. you can accuse him, and you say, "Why did he do that mean thing to Bruce?"
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make you make your own Python dojo, right?
2: I uh, know. Uh, uh, so uh, uh. so there were a whole bunch of other people involved with the Python dojo, but it was the closure dojo. He made me run, oh. but he tricked me into running.
1: Nice. So right, I so right, I started
2: running that every month, and we ran dojos for the Clojurians for gosh, I can't remember how long. And then eventually we started doing talks at mm. Skills Matter because uh, I knew Wendy at Skills Matter said, hey, can we come in and do the talk once a month? Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I knew from having run some things before that the, the magic is picking a picking a stable date. You pick a stable date and then you've yeah. got the venue and then you just make everything else work around that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you're involved in the community building since the beginning then? Pretty much uh, in, in London, yeah. London it, yeah, became pretty much like hotspot for closure, right? And yeah, I think it, so. It started there mostly.
0: Well, I mean, I remember like when I first started closure, there was all these pictures of Bruce all over the place. I don't know who yeah. Bruce oh, was, man. but Bruce, yeah. Bruce was everywhere. You yeah. Know? So Bruce yeah. was like you know a legend in his own lunchtime, and yeah. the people <laughs> like were like iconifying you, Bruce. At the you know, yeah, you're, they're, you're they're like really... a pop star in the closure
2: world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, like the Brad Pitt of closure, <laughs> fi- 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 figure of abuse. I think I think that's what it was. But yeah, <laughs> no, no, there were there were. Uh, um, uh, thankfully, that particular end joke seems to have died, which is quite good. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people said, "Who's that guy?" Everybody's laughing at that guy on the screen, and we don't know who it is. Because it, it it mostly because yeah. it mostly started coming up when. I wasn't as involved in doing stuff as well when it was, when it was really John Stevenson who you'd interviewed before, who was mostly doing yeah, yeah. mostly organizing by that point. So it was like, who is this Bruce who's <laughs> not been doing anything and been at home, burned out and depressed and not actually coming to any events. <laughs> Some legend, you know? Yeah. De- so de- def- def- definitely Putative. mythic. Yeah. <laughs> M- myth- myth- mythic and sort of possibly not existing. There's no, there's not <laughs> any proof that he exists, you know, he's just some origin story. Yeah. you, Bruce. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so um so from Salesforce and then you you started your closure journey, but now you are already uh, working with closure for so long, right? And and yeah. you're building your company in closure, so can 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 you tell us about what you're building or and what you're busy with?
2: Yeah, so uh we build uh models in closure with a little bit of R sometimes but mm-hmm. mostly in closure
1: um in that... machine learning and data science
2: models yeah or... yeah so in machine learning and data science in, in particular so the the very specific thing is in uh, predicting demand for uh, special educational needs and mm-hmm. predicting demand for looked after children and children's social care. Basically Mm -hmm. looking at historical data from local councils and then saying, right, given this historical data, this is what we think is going to happen in the future. It's sort of the opposite of big data. It's very small data. It's (laughs) stuff that's in Excel spreadsheets and it's taking data they already have over the past however many years and actually making it so that uh, local authorities don't go bust and can still make sure that kids have a good education and still uh, make sure that kids get uh, the social care they need.
0: Isn't it okay. the government's job to make sure that uh, they don't go bust but, you know, well
2: well well they, they do you but they, take that on you. <laughs> they 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 do but they they call Bruce us in. the government they 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 call they call they call us in to uh help them do that because uh, yeah. it's it's pretty complicated stuff and the the people who are running it are people who you know they understand how to give kids good results you know they right, they understand right. if they you know if they if they do this thing with a child this child will not suffer. And then what mm-hmm. we do is we say, okay, well, if you're going to do these things, and that means these kids are going to go down these pathways, and that mm-hmm. means it's going to cost us much. And mm-hmm. when when they go say, hey, I need more money, and they say, well, why do you need more money? It's they mm-hmm. go, well, well, just because we need more money. It's like, well, come up with a budget, and they're not mm-hmm. budget right, experts. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, we're so- we're experts in forecasting,
0: so we do that. Mm-hmm. Because I've noticed that, I mean, the special educational needs, I mean, I was, it's slightly off topic, but it's on topic for what you're doing. But um, like my sister, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit personal, I guess, but my sister, when, when we were when we were growing up, she had a Down syndrome. And mm-hmm. obviously she had special educational needs. And my nephew is autistic. And mm-hmm. it seems to me like now there's like less. Um, I, I, I don't want to get into too many reasons why there are, fewer mentally handicapped people i think there are there are there are well-known reasons for that but but there's less demand for those kind of services but more demand for services for autistic people um yeah in in the in the sort of last 20 years i guess yeah Um, definitely is that the sort of thing that you you forecast over those kind of like the, the kind of like types of needs as well as the
2: yeah, t- the types needs. types, of needs yeah. and what sort of educational setting they'll be in. So that's the kind of thing that we do is we take sort of age yeah. and what type of need you have, you know, mm. social, emotional, mental health, um, profound, you know, learning disabilities, um, autism spectrum disorder and then say, you know, you're going to be in a mainstream school, you're going to be in a SEND unit in a mainstream school, or you're going to be in a special school. Mm -hmm. And then we take all those things from the historical data and say, right, Mm -hmm. here's what's happened in history. Here's what's going to happen in the future and combine it with Mm -hmm. population projections from Office Mm -hmm. of National Statistics or from the customers themselves or from some third Mm -hmm. party. And then say, this is what we think is going to happen to you over the next five to 10 years.
0: And is that all based on like UK data or do you also combine it with like European or global data as well to get a sort of context?
2: So it's, it's you, well, it's English data for the most part. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's certainly, certainly UK data that we do with. And it's mostly, it's the internal data that the local authorities hold. So they give us Mm -hmm. um, their data, but it's, it's really stripped down. It's, it's literally just this person went from this place to this place in this year. And we trace it over that. So, so it's, we try to minimize any re-identification risk that might be in there because we don't, we don't need it. You know, we can do it with a very mm. small stripped down data set and still give them really mm. good projections.
0: Mm. Well, it sounds like a really uh, beautiful, worthwhile task. You know? uh, Well, yeah. I, I, I think and that, that was sort of,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, I think that was sort of the, that was the, the thing that I sort of, Done having, you know, done a lot of stuff in banking and done, you know, and, you know, through 2008 as well and done, you know, 2007, 2008. I mean, I was actually on holiday when, uh, when the uh, money market stuff all started crashing in 2007, that sort of led to a lot of the later 2008 crash Um, and uh, some stuff in media as well. And, you know, it's a case of, you know, trying to use my powers for good, I think is sort of (laughs) <laughs> where, where i've been out with it and trying to uh, yeah. there's been a fair amount of trying to survive to that point because uh yeah. my goodness is a sales cycle long in local authority yeah. stuff <laughs> oh, but uh yeah
1: but uh, it's, it, it's good
0: to get the uh
1: yeah. <laughs> for you guys you know absolutely that's <laughs> so budgeting you need <laughs>
2: Uh, maybe I should start up that service. I wonder how long it would take to sell that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and the the solution that you're building or the modeling that you're doing is it specific to this this domain like education or is it something so your company looks at different sorts of social problems and issues.
2: So so what what we're doing at the moment is we we basically each year we say right what are the things that we want to look at in particular that we want to. Uh, choose to model. There are a lot of people who do sort of the place side of things and do Mm. you know things on planning roads and transport and business tax and neighborhoods and stuff like that. And Mm. and we're on the the people side of things. So we do so it's things like social care and children's social care and education, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. each year we sort of say, right, what's the next thing that we think that we can help people with where, you know, there's an impact on the council. They have to make decisions on it and being able to do some sort of forecast is important enough that they'll want to do it and tricky enough that they can't do it themselves. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the special education model over the last couple of years, we've, whew, I think we spent like half a million on it. And it doesn't make sense for every local authority to spend half yeah. a million pounds trying to develop, no. um, you know, a model to do it that we can sell for them for a lot cheaper. Yeah. So. Yeah. It
1: would be crazy. Yeah. And also, it makes sense when when you do this for multiple. Uh, mm-hmm. w- what do they call like? Provinces or? Uh, lo-
2: local authority. So it's it's local government. Yeah. So it's counties and metropolitan boroughs. Yeah, and exactly. Things because like that.
1: you're 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 getting a lot of domain-specific data that you can use, and, and the intelligence that you can give better. Yeah, uh, though, the though we
2: don't we don't collect in all the data for it. So obviously, yeah, we learn yeah. as a company from it, but it's not like we yes. have some massive data set of all the data yeah. from everybody, other than there's a, there's a lot of open data around it and we study the stuff from the open data yeah. but we don't we're not sort of in the building a massive data aggregation business yeah, uh, yeah. we're yeah. we're very we're very much in the you know give give us your data and then we'll help you project it and then we'll help you go through scenarios of you know what yeah. if you build a new school or what if you hire new foster carers or something like that and how's how's that mm. going to work out as far as your budget goes and as far as the outcomes you want
1: yeah mm-hmm. and also maybe you can also explain uh things like, uh, uh, not explained, but if, if one council goes a bit further with the project, then you can already have that feedback and then tell other people that, hey, they implemented this one and mm-hmm. it, it became better. Yeah, uh, yeah, think, absolutely.
2: Yeah. 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 And, th- and uh, they talk to each other about that. I mean, you know, almost the first yeah. thing they say whenever they, you know, whenever we go and try to sell them something and say, oh, could we talk to the <laughs> other people you worked with, to which we say, yes.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Nice. But this seems like a really uh, socially conscious and and a useful project I mean, and a bit that was, that was the idea <laughs> yeah. it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit different than you know oh let's build another uh, I don't know fucking social network or whatnot and uh, some other thing um, yeah yeah
2: Adver- advertising and surveillance might be easier to pay the bills but yeah <laughs> That's <true>.
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Is it like um? Do you is it all like reporting, or do you, is there like maybe it's to your point, Vijay? Is there a, like a collaboration part of the platform, or do they just use Slack or something to talk amongst themselves, and uh, you know, and then they just then you talk to them about the particular bits of data, or is your platform uh, so like,
2: so it, it's it's a fair amount of so a lot of it is sort of email, and the, the data is small enough that we're doing it on on local machines. Um, right, you know, right, that, yeah. that are secure though, that the, the data is pretty safe by the time it gets to us. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of it is, you know, it looks basically like straight up consulting, but it's just, we reuse the same model mm, again, and right. again and again and yeah. again, and then approve it as yeah. we go along. It's all, it's all open source as well. It's all on the GitHub page. Mm-hmm. So you can, you right. know, if anybody wants to see how it works, they can go in there. I'm still, I'm still nice. waiting to get, uh, some patches on those models. We've had some patches on some other things before, but nobody's come nice. in and, uh, on the models, um, the, the nice thing about it as well is it you know produced stuff like uh, Kixie stats as well. That mm-hmm. was, that was born out of that.
1: Yeah. So, right. How did you pick closure for this? Then, when did you start actually this 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 work?
2: Uh, so this particular so this particular work, which is the stuff that's been successful out of mm-hmm. Mastodon C. So M- Mastodon C started in twenty twelve, yeah. and when it was just me doing the tech, and it was my Foreign business partner Francine doing sort of the data science side of things and the, the sales, and she was CEO and I was CTO. Mm. Um, I knew I wanted it to be in closure um, because I knew I was going to be the one supporting it. Yeah. And I knew that I could do, I could cover, I could cover the most ground in an industrial strength way with the smallest team using these tools. Basically, you know, there you know there are ways of you know there are ways, particularly with data science. So we were doing data science and engi- data engineering then. We do we still do some data engineering, but it's much more data science now. Mm. Um, and you can do this stuff in Python. You can do this stuff in R. Yeah. Um, but doing it in closure can. Uh, there are, a number, there are a number of times where I would have broken broken other languages or would have been really slow in other languages to do the stuff I'm doing, and I'm able to do it faster and in a more bulletproof way in, in Clojure. So I'm pretty happy with that. And to yeah. be honest with you, it's fun. Clojure's the most fun I've had programming since I learned Logo. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was 11 not, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, this, this is the only reason I keep on programming, you know. And I'm teaching my son now out program in closure, and he is—he is really liking it. We I tried mm-hmm. to teach him, or we tried to learn together um, to do some games when he was younger with um, mm-hmm. Swift and Objective. Well, actually, Objective C and then Swift. And Swift right. was a lot better than Objective C, but yeah. still, he never made a game. <laughs> he never. Yeah. He learned. He went. We went through the videos and we did some examples, but the game was never mm-hmm. made. Yeah, know? but within like a couple of hours of closure, he's programming. So. Mm-hmm. And he's enjoying it and I enjoy Mm -hmm. it, you know? And so, and I think like you say, even after a few years, it's still enjoyable and that's, that's unusual, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and going, going back and maintaining stuff is enjoyable. I mean, there, there are a lot of bits, you know, with a legacy code base that's been around for a long Mm -hmm. time. There are a lot of things you go back and you go, gosh, I really wish I could do that differently now, but Mm -hmm. I actually quite like the going back and doing it differently. And it's, Everything is fundamentally understandable. I mean, there are some things that are a bit mm. more convoluted than I would like them to be. Mm. And there's a little bit more to hold in my head, but there's there's no mm. magic. There's not, oh, this is provided by the platform or this is provided by, you know, some framework I'm using or something like that, or I've got some, mm. you know, class that comes in that is really difficult to instantiate even as a mock or mm. something like that. It's all, you know, fundamentally it's all okay, right. I know at that point I'm putting that data in and I'm getting that data out and I know that that's where my bug is. Mm-hmm. So I can get in there and I can figure out what's going on with it. So it's 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 fun and it lives well over time and having worked on lots and lots of legacy systems over the years there aren't a lot of systems I've seen where you can where you can say that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and what is what is the stack in general? Because uh, obviously, doing data science stuff in Clojure is mm-hmm. is not like doing it in Python because there's like bazillion libraries available in Python, which is yeah. a de facto thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you use R, I'm I'm assuming there are enough things in R as well. Yeah. But but how is how how do you compare that with with other languages and then doing it in, in Clojure? Because it must be, you know, from the first principles pretty much.
2: Uh, yeah, sometimes. So, um, having Kixi stats actually helps with an awful lot of that. So that's, Mm. I would say the core of what we do. Um, a lot of the stuff is, you know, finding the right distributions, you know, it's basically learning, Mm. training distributions from, uh, data and then using those distributions to simulate new things is, Mm. is most of what our models do. They take, they take a small amount of data, learn distributions and then take those distributions and then. Project out into the future what's going to happen. Mm. And Kixi stats covers an awful lot of that. Um, with some of the stuff we're doing at the moment, we're not quite there with some of the Kixi stats stuff. So we're having to use some bits and pieces of R. Um, but now that there's a closure, I'm not quite sure how to, it's C L O J I S R, which is the new Ruby, yeah, uh, yeah. sorry, which is a new R bridge rather than the Ruby bridge. It's the mm. new R bridge. Um, and I think I'm going to have a a good look at that now. That seems to be settling down. So the the cycloge stuff that's been going on lately has yeah. just been fantastic, and I'm I'm really excited about the stuff that's going on there because it's it's the because basically Python had the same problem ages and ages and ages ago where there were lots of different data science libraries out there that didn't work that well with each other, and there were lots of different choices, and there were a lot of confusion, and everybody went ah, oh, this is really annoying, and they got together and they did NumPy and SciPy. And that's yeah. basically what is going through at the moment, having learned the lessons of NumPy, NumPy and SciPy. So it's sort of the, mm. it's as C sharp is to Java, I'm sort of hoping yeah, yeah. SciClosure is going to be to, um, yeah. to you know R and R and uh, Python and stuff like that. And, that. and I think that's one of the things that's, that's impressive about it as well is that they're taking a real closure being seen as a glue and a, and sort of a a language on a platform is they're saying you know a lot of the data visualization stuff is hey vega's really good let's use that yeah. and there's yeah there's oz and sente and uh dark which is basically you know slurping some json and then mm. put it through here and then get back some svg yeah. um so it's you know from the really simple to you know big data exploration tools yeah. um and then you know things like uh Oh, what's the name of the the data frame library? I've completely forgotten. Uh, Chris Nernberg's library. Um, mm-hmm. uh, come on, you guys are supposed to help me out at this point.
1: <laughs> no, we don't. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> come on, you're meant to
0: be the data scientist, Bejain. Uh, me? <laughs> what the <Yeah>. hell? <laughs> That's what you keep on telling me. <laughs>
1: not, I'm doing wait, wait, data you, science every day at no, work. You say I'm doing, no. I'm doing data <laughs> engineering, and the data science is mostly with Scala and, and that kind of new sense. So, I'm, I'm it's not really equivalent to closure stuff. So, I, I'm only a lurker on closure data science stuff.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's 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 really it's really good for doing the data engineering stuff, and I, I love doing the, yeah 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 Chris and so it's Tech Ascent.
1: No, well, we'll look it up. Yeah. We'll we'll send our interns to look it up before we continue with this show you know, <laughs> while you, we are doing this. You, you, you sending have, them, you have oh, interns? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't,
2: I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize this was... Uh... Oh,
1: yeah. But what do you think? This is like a professional show. It's been four, four, four years, you know? Like, wow, man. Shit is yeah. going on, so... <laughs> you, you saw the quality at the beginning. Like, we're trying to figure out, mm-hmm. okay, how does this shit work? <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> tech, ML, so the, tech ML data set. Yeah, is the one, and uh, yeah, lot, lots, lots of really good. All the all the organizing for that actually happens on Zulip. There's a little mm, bit yeah, of conversation. Yeah. There's a little bit of conversation on Slack, but most yeah. of the most of the real work happens on Zulip. So that's just true. the the stuff that's happening with Cyclos at the moment is just it's yeah. great. And and people have you know have gone through a lot of stuff. I mean, it started off with Encounter, and I you know yeah, for yeah. for a while I had the commit bit on Encounter, which is a little bit terrifying. <laughs> um given that you know, given, given, given the, you know I, I'm very much a data engineer who has come to data science. But, wait, no, I think not this, the other this, way around. this
1: this shows your age when you say you have a commit bit. I don't think people understand <laughs> this these days anymore.
2: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now, you're, now you're gonna tell them all I've got gray hair. I and mean, this this is why I agreed to do a <laughs> podcast was there wasn't gonna be a video. <laughs>
1: No, we're not going to reveal everybody, you know, all that stuff. But if you say, "Oh, you know, oh, I commit bit set for this house," then that, that's obviously takes you like a long way back to the you know C- CVS days. So yeah. <laughs> that's crazy.
2: Oh man, I but, even remember before the CVS days. Oh yeah, those those, those were oh, bad yeah. days, man. Mm-hmm. SCCS, SCCS, yeah. and RCS, RCS. and oh, yeah. visual Good source, test. visual source safe. That was a really bad one.
1: Oh yeah. Oh okay. man, yes. but, yeah. Maybe maybe we should we should stay in the happy closure line between the cozy parentheses. Everybody, so,
2: everybody going into Telnet on the same server and editing files in SECS and then kicking off a C plus plus build that takes three hours. <laughs> and and then somebody yeah. changes one of the files halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Good times.
1: times. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like um Somebody checks out some shit from Visual Source F and then disappears. And yeah, then that- and
2: so they've got it locked and you can't yep. do anything about it.
1: Yeah, no. exactly. You're completely fucked. And the weird thing is, it is still a thing on SharePoint, I think, until, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, like but I everybody
2: knows SharePoint evil. is evil.
1: That's true. Mm. <laughs> but Visual what was, Source. What F- was the
0: other one that was uh, like Visual Source if? Perforce? It, Perforce wasn't too bad, actually. BitKeeper? But, um, no, BitKeeper was the one was that uh, a Linus central, was using. It was a centralized uh, one that had a sort of sub-version. pessimistic working. No, it wasn't. No, it was a closed source thing. Oh, um, okay. I don't have much. Anyway, it, to doesn't the yeah, history it doesn't it. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, I don't know about you, how you feel about this, but I feel like, yeah, we. I mean, I quite liked um, SCCS for all of its pains in the ass. I thought it was okay. Um, yeah. Simple, I understood it. You know, it was all the stuff about diffing, you know, I was, I mean, basically that's all it was just, it was just a diff engine and, you know, that's what most of them are anyway. Um, mm. And it was kind of like, yeah, I get it. It was simple and it worked, you know, for yeah. many, many years. Um, and then we got into all this, uh, clear case was the thing I was thinking. Oh yeah, clear case. It yeah. a real horrible thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, and all these things, it all started to become like products and it became very complicated. You know, everyone wanted something more complicated, more, yeah, more difficult mm. really. So it was, so and it still feels to me like it's getting that way. Like Git doesn't seem nice to me. Git seems, in fact, it seems fucking horrible to me.
2: Well, that's just because you, go- you don't use magic, man. Exactly. Yeah, you don't right, use Emacs okay. with, with yeah.
1: Right. Okay. You don't use Emacs with Magit. That's the problem. So <laughs> it's, like, it's,
2: it's, it's like every time I try eating something with a fork and then stab myself in the eye with a spoon. I don't like that either. <laughs> but you don't have to do it like that. There are other ways. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's like saying putting peanut butter on poop. You know, I mean, I don't. I,
3: you know, I, I no, cause, cause, I'm cause, not going to eat cause, that cause, sandwich
2: cause, either. You know, because because the fundamentals are sound. Just you know, just just because you can make a spike to drive into your head with steel, and you can make a you know a nice handy spoon with it, doesn't make steel a bad thing.
1: I think that the the uh, I, I agree. You know, like the 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 core is pretty good, but the UX is fucking horrible with Git. Mm, yeah. I think that is the problem. The whole that's command fine, line yeah. is just a weird, fucked up mess of weird commands. And like you just say, okay, you can you can modify something, or or you want to do some, you know, combine commits together. What is the command? Rebase. Okay, everything is fucking a rebase. And <laughs> mm. that, that's just mental. And I think that's what they're changing slowly now, right? Because it used to be checkout for branches, checkout for you know, uh, hash uh, commits, and checkouts mm-hmm. for whatever. Now they're slowly turning that to switching. So you can just do git switch now instead of saying checkout. Right. Yeah, see, I, so, I,
2: I really, I do absolutely nothing with Git command line, so I know none yeah. of this.
0: Yeah, but the other thing about Git, though, the other thing about Git is that now we've got like, we've got like, um, there is a sort of thing on top of Git. There is Git, which everyone kind of, I mean, I hate it. I'm sorry, but you know, I get, I, I know it gets the job done. I understand that, but. You know, I don't have to like it. I don't have to think it's it's nice UX or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. it it definitely has some nice properties, you know. The whole mm-hmm. the concept of recursive hashing is obviously correct, you know, and that mm-hmm. is you know, I'm a big believer in that. We use it at work, it's no problem, you know. Recursive hashing is the dog's bollocks. I love it. But <laughs> I hit Git anyway. But <laughs> well, my point is now you've got GitHub. You've got GitHub. And yeah, GitHub yeah, yeah. changes yeah. Git and makes yeah. it nicer. But also yeah. adds a whole bunch of things like pull requests, which don't exist in Git. Yeah. But apparently they do, you know, Yeah. because yeah. now GitLab has them, and, and you kind of like even SourceHut has to have them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I mean, the, so something you know, that,
0: the, the, that's the problem. I think is that now we've got like we've got we've got Git, and we've got like the culture, we've got everything, and it's difficult to know what the hell Git is anymore. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apart from something.
1: That is, that is because people refuse to use emails and patches. You know, they they just want a nice clickety green button to click and then just go home. And and you know, that, yeah. that that's the whole whole problem with uh, most of the shit. Anyway, um, well,
2: also you know, you never you're never going to make money that a VC wants you to make by doing something distributed. I mean, that's why exactly you know, that's why there are so yeah. few protocols nowadays. Yeah. I i I'm, i miss i miss the good old days of hey, there's a cool new protocol that you can do something with. This one's called Hypertext Transfer Protocol, that's pretty yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I thought Git was going to be a nice protocol, you know. In theory, it didn't have a golden master. There was, you know, it was just meant mm. to be like
2: amongst yeah. well, everyone. But Git, no one Git, ever does Git, that anymore. Git does have a nice protocol, and you can connect to a Git server via SSH and do yeah. interesting no, stuff with it. Yeah. Do yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, and it's just a shame that that it hasn't blossomed. If you know what I mean, it's a bit like, a bit like yeah. all of these things, you know, Facebook or whatever. They've all become these big centralized services. So let's hope mm-hmm. in the future that these just these essentially distributed
1: protocols
0: actually get distributed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But there is there is there is version control problem that is that is solved by Git. But there is this whole mess of software configuration management problem. It's like not solved know, by Git, by the way. I mean, no, I, I think that, that's, Rich, that's my Rich Hickey, point. No, but that's Rich Hickey my point. had so that's this. Why... Uh, no,
0: but version control isn't even solved. Rich Hickey had this point about Git, which is that it's line based. And actually, mm. that's a that's mm. a that's a real bullshit. Because having a language based version management system would yeah. be a lot better. I mean, the fact that I was talking about SSES, it's all like mm. plus minus plus minus. That's what it is. It's just diffs on text files. Yeah, yeah, which is which is you know that is your granddad's Git. I mean, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So right?
2: uh, so yeah. I, I do have to. So uh, having worked in gosh, what was it? Visual Age, that yeah. was fun. No, so uh, so, so so no 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 Visual Age for small talk.
1: Oh wow! Okay, and and mm. and the
2: the in the, the very the very fir- and also the very first visual age for Java, mm. oh, yeah, which was right. very small talk like in that you didn't you know you didn't have versions you had an image that you in went an image, and yeah. you know you went and created a class and then you added added methods to that class and then you mm. you could play with that but it was all very much more image based and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The real problem then was I'd been damaged enough by Unix and grep and diff and things like that that all of a sudden having that entire tool set taken away from me yeah. was yeah. was really, really frustrating. So while text is a terrible way yeah. of doing things, you know, it's a bit like democracy. It's like, you know, it's it's the least worst way of sorting oh, come anything on. out. Come on. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> well I mean I don't you think that things like um I mean, you know, things like JQ even. Are like they're entering the command line world, you know. Yeah, even I mean, they, they are, but they're still like they're, plus they're, they're minus. Still, you know, they're, they're still. Think, they're plain things text. Slowly become more. more I know it's still text, but but yeah. the point is that it's like it's it's aware of some uh, data structures.
2: It's, yeah, I'm it, it's, I'm it, I'm, I'm very hap- I'm very happy to have sugar and in interpretation on my text. It's just I want to be able to go back down to the text when I want to, and and again I think this. Oh yeah. Sort I of, totally sort, sort, of sort of sort of sort of the before coming to closure, it's sort of coming to. Particularly, free software. I would Mm. say for all the wonderfully problematic things that the free software community has in it, that is different from the many problematic things that the open source community has in it. Um, (laughs) You know, I I came I came to that from you know having burned been burned by proprietary software. You know, initially by Apple, given that uh, one of the first computers I had to go on was my dad's Apple III. Um, which doesn't really have a the successor the worst. Yeah, cause that works, yeah, because that then yeah there was no successor to the Apple Three and the, and an Apple Two yeah, no, C for which there was no successor either. So yeah. being constantly dumped by Apple and then uh, having done some database stuff in Borland Paradox and then uh, Microsoft Fox Pro and having yeah. those things basically disap- disappear out from underneath me and having writing going back to WordPerfect Five Point One and having that <laughs> <the> disappear <laughs> underneath me, oh, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a big believer in free software and i'm a big believer in text yeah it's like the, the stuff yeah. the stuff i write in text hangs around yeah. i think that i think that's yeah. why i think that's why i i think a lot of the reason why i got into Lisp was the idea that if i really really needed to that i could create my own and get going again yeah, yeah. i'm not, you know, definitely
0: not against text that was never my point i mean you know my, my point is just that if you definitely want text so we're agreed there. All right, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: at, 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 the at the fundamental level, yeah. text. Fundamental, it's always text. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: there should be some interpretation these days. For for yeah. for something that's meant to be a source code management system that is not aware of any any language part that the source code that it's managing mm. seems pretty dumb. Is my point. Aren't
2: are there some plugins now that actually do that though?
1: Not yet. They highlight but... things and stuff like that, but right. But we do have uh, I think when richik announced Datomic, uh, there was this codec thing that that we yes, announced yeah. uh, like mm-hmm, uh, to, yeah. to keep the whole um, source code, like function being the unit or whatever, like that level yes. pretty much. So but this is if, if we make it language specific, then I think no, it just in, in our world, specific. at least we're arguing for Lisp everywhere, right from from bottom to top.
0: No, no, no! So but you, you, you mean, I'm just saying you have to have plugins that can be language yeah. aware. So Git Ugh. should be language aware. You know, that's mm-hmm. my point. Not that it should be. You know, everything should be kosher. I'm not an well. Emacs block. You know, come on! I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying everything should be one thing.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have you asked that question yet? No, we have, that that is the next question. So Bruce. <laughs> I, know, I know I know it's a rhetorical question. So let's let's uh you know uh you what, mean what, 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 to ray.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Emacs or some other shit. <laughs> I
2: th- I think I think all I think all text editors are great and people should use what they feel most comfortable in. Um, I I I I feel I feel most comfortable in Emacs and have felt most comfortable in Emacs for uh whew. Well, for longer than I've been doing closure. And and I think a lot of it was sort of, you know, a general frustration with the languages I was using mm. and Emacs having very good support um as as I got into them basically. So yeah. it was a great way of exploring new languages like almost always one of the first things was somebody do a mode for the yeah. language in Emacs mm-hmm. so you could get syntax highlighting and go oh that oh right so I need to learn those keywords. I Need yeah. to learn that syntax, or if you know if, if you get the syntax wrong as you're writing stuff out as you're learning the language, you know, that's sort of you know, before linters, you know, mm-hmm. there's some syntax highlighters, you know, showing you that your syntax isn't right because the highlighting's all wrong, and you forgot, you know, to yeah. close a quote or something like that. Before I knew par edit, I mean, I don't ever worry about closing a quote nowadays <laughs> unless I copy and paste things really badly, which has happened. Oh, sometimes. Yes. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, then the syntax highlighter will remind me, as will aggressive indent, which is always good. It's always <laughs> great when you paste something wrong in an aggressive indent, go <laughs> bars all over your buffer. I, I, I
0: like an, you like an editor that's aggressive. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
2: aggressive. it used to be. Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, only, only because I ask it to be. I, I I say would, I I I say would would you be my strict friend please, and it says sure, and the, and then We're I can going say off the and will see yeah. and, and and then I say, and then I and, but the nice thing is, is I can say to it would you stop being my strict friend friend please because I I need to actually <laughs> untangle this now, which I, which I suppose and that's why I like you know a dynamically typed language like Clojure as well is it is it allows me to explore. The space i'm in given that you know a lot of times i'm you know i'm given a pile you know every, every time i get a new client i get a pile of excel files that mm-hmm. are almost never formatted the way i asked them to be
1: yeah
2: and so the first thing i'm always doing is i'm always poking at and going okay right how do I, how do i turn this data into the format i need it to be mm-hmm. and so being able to create languages that are not to type or being able to t- create programs that are not to type correct and move them more towards type correctness as I go on is exactly what I need to be able to do with my code. And I, I've got special dispensation from Haskellers for doing language like this because they say, "Yeah, given what you do, I wouldn't do Haskell either." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man!
0: Yeah, you're you're blessed.
2: <laughs> yeah. So so that so that so that that's that's why Emacs. That's you know that's why closure. You know, apart from it being fun, um, you know, yeah. it, it's it's sort of you know they're they're flexible tools that. You know, give me strictness when I want it, but allow me to turn it off when I don't. And give me, you know, massive communities of people that are working on it. Um, which mm. is the other thing I like about closure. You know, I like that it's hosted on the JVM. And I, you know, before I did Salesforce, I did a lot of Java, mm. so I know my way around the JVM side of things. You know, know my yeah. way around Java, so I can wrap up any Java library I want because the interop's really good.
1: Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's really and do you also use the uh, ClojureScript a lot in, in your projects?
2: So I have done in the past, um, given that we're not shipping anything really in the way of websites at the moment. I mean, I, sh- I ship a lot of uh, graphics at the moment, but they're all static pings that are put into slide mm. decks. Um, so I don't really ship websites. But when we were shipping websites, yeah, I did a lot of, of ClojureScript mm-hmm. then. So okay. I've written, I've used, I did OM in version, version one. That was exciting.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, do, a quick question for you. Then going back to your pings and SVGs and things, do you have a kind of REPL workflow or a kind of dynamic workflow for those things too?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm using CLJ plot for all that at the moment, um, rather mm-hmm. rather than the Vega stuff. Partly because I needed the Darkstar stuff came out after I needed a way of producing a lot of PNGs really quickly. Um, so given, given the most of the stuff I do is sort of, you know, batch produce 300 PNG files based on the splits of the data I already know I want every time mm. to go and check it. Um, CLJ plot's actually pretty good for that. Um, and then it, there's a view function in it that just pops up a Java window that has the thing in it. So you can, I could view the PNGs. If I was doing literate program in Emacs, I could have a little all closure block, yeah. Um produce the produce the code and then uh go and or produce the PNG and then show the PNG in an Emacs buffer. And I've done that kind of stuff before.
1: Mm. So you've nice. been so you you've been in with Clojure community, I think almost like a dozen years now, almost.
2: <laughs> uh well so eleven. Since, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, twenty twenty seems uh, double so far. So yeah. Okay. We <laughs> well, then, then, then like it, at, le- at least two cent. No. <laughs> Only double? If, if 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 we're pro- if oh, we're talking proper
2: g- if we're talking proper time in twenty twenty, I've been doing closure now for three or four millennia, and you know, it, <laughs> it's 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 lost to history how long I've been doing
1: closure for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think my my question is more like because you're you're involved in community, you're part of running dojos you know, in in the past as well, and so how did you see from from your from your point of view um you know as we said london was you know one of the hotbed for closure mm-hmm. the, the the breeding ground for closure stuff um first euro closure being there and 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 in in the last 11 so years you know uh, from what is your view on, on on the community and and the language and evolution of this stuff
2: uh I, I think the community is really good. I, I think the closure community is really, really friendly and very open and very welcoming. Um, as a community, full stop. I think, as a functional programming community and as a Lisp Lisp community, it's outrageously open. I think the sort of when when I when first was learning closure, it was um, things that made me realize it was a good Lisp. Um, one was when, when I did some training in closure, I got to ask who would it have been, I think it might've been Stu Holloway. Um, and I got to ask him is, is our map and reduce and filter the right things to use in closure? Cause it, cause you know, in a lot of Lisp you have these things, but they say, oh, yeah, you yeah. can't use that because it's not performant. You have to use yeah. a loop and you have to do things all, you know, very iteratively in a very annoying way. And he mm. said, "No, we're always going to make sure this runs fast. The right thing, mm. the right tool to reach for, is always going to be map and filter and reduce and keep and all that stuff. Mm. And you know, going through to transducers and core async and everything else—that you know, that's definitely a good bet. So that that made me happy. Mm. Um, so from a programming point of view, it was good. And then the other thing that made me really happy was um, from a community point of view, is a closure in the very early days really annoyed everybody in CompLang Lisp." Who thought it was a terrible <laughs> betrayal of the Lisp heritage and the Lisp machine heritage, and they said they were going to have nothing to do with it. And when I realized that all of those jerks were going to stay over there and not come <laughs> into Closure, I knew Closure was going to be a good Lisp to be in. <laughs> so do you and- think
0: it was because of the lack of reader macros? Is that is that where they're kind of like they uh, uh, they all like baffed on it?
2: So it was it was reader macros, and it was um, being hosted on the JVM. I think we're yeah. we the two things that really got Square to people brackets and, as well, yeah, and and the you know how could you have anything other than than uh, parentheses um yeah and yeah, yeah and it, it sort of the you know throwing throwing the toys out of the pram you know at that point is like, oh okay, right, so that means that none of those really bad people who were really difficult to get by in complying less are not going to come across this community that's that's really good and and I think. But, you know, sort of, you know, being better than Lang Lisp is a really low bar. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah. So, uh, but, and I I think Clojure's done a lot better than that. It's not as diverse as I'd like it to be. Um, Mm. You know, old dinosaurs like me still have, you know, problems in in how we talk about things sometimes. And I mean, there's some things where it's like, I've said things in this and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I shouldn't be saying that because that's, Mm. you know, not... You know terribly friendly to people you know who might have mental illness issues and we should be welcoming Mm -hmm. to people with mental illness issues like me you know who occasionally has mental illness issues you know i mean i've you know an awful lot of you know my time in this community has been with me being you know burned out and depressed and then coming back from Mm -hmm. it um Mm -hmm. so you know being being open and accepting of you know yeah people in in all the different ways they are um as long as they're open accepting to other people and aren't debating the humanity of yeah. the members of the people. I mean, I, that's a really yeah. frustrating thing about, you know, racists and bigots and homophobes and transphobes and all the rest of it yeah. is that yeah. damn it, there's still people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, but that, uh, uh, that, that to me is, you know, is certainly something that, that I felt that we, st- we strove for in London closure in particular. Um, which yeah. is really important when you're in a city as diverse as London. Yeah. To be able to say, you know, as long as you were okay with everybody who turns up being human. Yeah. Then, you know, you have you've got a place here in this community. If you're not yeah. okay with everybody here being human, then you don't have a place in this community and you can go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is also, yeah, you know, funny. um because you uh, you were you're one of the people in in the beginning of, of this closure community getting you know uh, getting this this upstart or you know starting up this community mm-hmm. so obviously the values that closure community has you know that those are contributed by you as well so that that's an awesome thing that that you know uh, that that you did as well because you and, uh, and we we spoke with John all these people getting together and then preparing this this Fertile ground for for you know making sure that maybe it's not it's not going to become, Uh <laughs> um, Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> but but it it was you know uh, this is created. You're yeah. you're one of the people, right? So that that's that's really you know uh, something that that you know I appreciate. As I said mm-hmm. before we started mm-hmm. recording, like I met you in the first ever thing, and mm-hmm. probably not not met as in you know I, I don't think I'm gonna I'm not a guy who goes to people and then talk to. People all the time, but uh, I remember mm-hmm. your you being you know, very prominent everywhere, and then trying to tell mm-hmm. people like, look, you know, you can you can say things, you can talk, and mm-hmm. um, that 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 is making people like me comfortable, right? And then later I started oh, running a closure uh, conference. You know, I was part of that thing in mm-hmm. Amsterdam. So it's it's um, the the people who started, they started uh, you 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 folks, you know, you started it on the right foot. Okay. Oh, so that, so I'm very grateful for that and. Good. that's and that's that's really that, important
2: that's, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's much more important that you found it welcoming than I did anything to make it welcoming the the important thing is that it's a welcoming place i i i, I don't matter the, the what yeah, matters I mean, in the and community and is welcoming
1: no at, at the end at the you know end of the day it's like forest is individual trees and you know so you you yeah. have to see that you know that there is individual person how much they are contributing so i'm 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 very grateful for that you know that that is the reason i think before I was just telling you I had to take it to get a visa to get to London yeah. to, to show up to that thing <laughs> for just a fucking and I'm, couple I'm, of days. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you went to that trouble, and I'm, I'm glad it was worth your while that, that you did Yeah, it. yeah, and
1: certainly, good. certainly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome uh, mm. start, actually. Yeah. So, t- talking about the community and the language, and and because now you are pretty much uh, uh, betting your company enclosure. Yeah, and. And there are several companies now, and there is a big news now, obviously, in the closure. Yeah, world.
2: yeah, new, new, so, new bank acquiring Cognitac. Exactly.
1: So, so yeah. how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, well, I'm really happy for the people involved because I have a feeling they're going to have gotten a lot of money. And I, I hope that this means that they're going to be financially okay for the rest of their lives because Rich really deserves to be financially okay for the rest of their lives. And the people who took a bet on Rich, mm-hmm. I think. Deserve that as well because they basically said, "Okay, you're really smart. We want to be all over this. We will support you in doing this stuff, and we will, you know, will stand by you and make this work." And that's great because it's really hard running a business, and it's really hard, you know, trying to do something that isn't just, you know, especially for a consultancy like Cognitech. You know, yeah, they they should have been renting rich out at the mm. highest possible rate of good. I mean, he would have never said yes if that was the deal. <laughs> but once they had him, they should have, you know, you know, it would have been really easy for them to go to him and say, "No, we really need to get your billables out there because we can get an amazing day. You know, we can charge 5 grand a day for you. We yeah. should be getting mm. you out there." Mm. And he still had lots of time to to work on the language, which is really really good. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm really glad for them from from that point of view for being successful. Um, I'm not quite sure what it means for Datomic. You know, I mean I've told mm. you about my, my trouble with uh, with Fox Pro and my my trouble with uh, Borland Paradox. Oh good old Borland is such good tools. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and I, I have to admit that's one of the things that's always made me a bit twitchy about Datomic. Mm. Being is, closed
1: source
2: essentially. Being yeah, being closed source essentially is sort of mm. like, okay, well, you know, what does that mean from you know, I want to be able to keep my data in here forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, a, it's a real trade-off. You know, you, you have you know, a proprietary company that, you know, goes and does a proprietary thing and, you know, Oracle has been around longer than any of the other things I use, but that doesn't mean that Oracle is going to be around forever and doesn't yeah. mean that it's not going to disappear right when I need it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, with open source stuff, you know, it, in the very worst case, I have, you know, the last commits of the tools yeah yeah. you know quite possibly locally and if they're built in a stack i'm happy with which is why i tend to like using you know tools built on the jvm tools built in closures you know Mm. i can fix them Mm. and you know that's you know that's part of you know that's going back to the you know the free software thing it's the whole you know there's open source which is all oh you know it's okay if other people close it up and then there's free software which you know the one thing i like about free software that open source didn't get is that free software says it's the end users rights that matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's who it's whoever's at the end of that. It's their yeah. rights are the ones that matter, not the people who are producing it. Yeah. Um, and that to me was a really important thing because, you know, for most software, I'm the end user, but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I produce some software for some other people, but for, you know, Ninety-eight percent of the software I use, I'm I'm the end user. So me having the rights at the end of it to be able to change it, mm. or you know at least maintain it if I need to keep going, yeah, mm. you know, makes makes a real also, difference. Yeah, you,
0: you've got a you've got a. Uh, it's sort of like maybe it's a bit of a small point with the open source free software stuff, but in theory, you've got a bigger community of people um, when you've got free software because. Mm-hmm. the the what should we say the obligations are lower um mm. so so therefore you've got more willingness to to contribute and also you know you haven't got all this like uh-huh. copyright stuff etc you know do so, uh, licenses and stuff you know so it's, it's more it's more mm-hmm. to me it's a bit more straightforward to contribute to free software than open source software
2: okay so now the because certainly, because like all all the stuff in the GNU project requires a copyright assignment to the yeah. Free Software Foundation. Yeah. So, so do you mean the other way around? I'm I'm sorry, I'm completely flipped around here.
0: Well, yeah, I guess maybe. So, so a, I, a, a think, I think I think so so
2: we, 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 so clo- closures closures Foundation? weird because it's yeah. the
0: Free Software Foundation is kind of a nonprofit. If you know what I mean, I, I think that's mm. probably okay. Um, some stuff doesn't require that, of course, but but mm. there are certain things like. The FSF, I mean, you know, there, there are obviously exceptions to this, but but a lot of open source stuff is copyrighted to the people that made it, and you have to give it yeah. back to them. You can't, it's not, mm-hmm. you can't just say, okay, here it is, and uh, you you have to go. I mean, the closure makes this a problem to me as well. You know that you have to yeah. go through these, um, these, uh,
2: CA, these, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the so. reason you have to, I mean, the reason you have to go through a CA is so that you know it can be relicensed if there is a reason it does need to be. Yeah, relicensed. And I think, you know, the, and that's the reason Free Software Foundation does it as well. So they can say, right, you know, these things are going to move from GPL version two to GPL version three because we found yep. problems with GPL hmm. version two that we want to be able to patch with GPL version three. Hmm. And if you don't do that, then legally you can't do anything about it. And if somebody goes and takes your software, and the Free Software Foundation has sued people that you know, have taken software and then not actually released it to end users when they ship it to end users, is you can't defend a copyright that's not yours. Yeah. So it, it's sort of, I mean, so, I mean, the GPL and copyleft in general is a hack. It's a, hey, so we've got this system that allows us to write contracts that mean that you can use this under certain circumstances and if you don't abide by those the rules in that contract then we get to sue you under copyright law because you breach you breach the terms of the license and thus we're not allowing you to use another copyright so Mm -hmm. we can bring the force of copyright down on you and that's i'd I'd much rather that we were a lot less worried about copyright um Mm -hmm. but as, as far as we do have, as long as we do have copyright and as long as we are in the system we were in, then it's a pretty neat hack to take that system and say, well, if I do this with this system, then I can do something to preserve the the end rights of users. Um, Clojure doesn't have that in that it's a Clips license, so it's not free software, it's open source software, but I can understand, you know, why why he's taking that approach with and i can understand why with why with a programming language like that and what you're trying to do with it i mean like with the stuff i'm doing um all our stuff is under the eclipse license as well because Mm -hmm. it's okay you know if somebody goes and you know takes one of the libraries we're doing and goes and puts it in something proprietary i'd rather they didn't but it's okay um yeah so and so I think it's probably a good fit for, you know, a language like closure to say you can build closed source things with closure. I'd I'd rather people didn't, but mm-hmm. I'm sort of okay overall. You know, the sort of the, the overall net good is worth yeah. it for a couple, you know, for some people making proprietary software with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult with a language to to not have that as an option, I think.
1: Hmm. I don't think you can say you can only build open source software with this language well you can i think yeah you can you you, you just yeah. need to come up with a new license and then say you you're gonna you're cutting shit. off yeah. a lot of
0: potential audience that's the problem isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. so i don't know some some sometimes sometimes that's okay i mean it, it, you know it's a bit like you know to, you know talking about the community stuff with saying you know if you're a Nazi, you're not welcome here you know you Annoyingly, in programming circles, you are cutting off some of your potential audience, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> not saying the people okay, who build close yeah. <laughs> not, not 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 saying the people who build close source softwares are Nazis or anything like that, that would okay, truly be we... a false equivalency. But mm-hmm. there there did, are
1: did times. We, did we reach the what was it? Uh, Godwin's law. Godwin's law. So, so, yeah, so, so, so. <laughs> finally, we, we reached it.
2: So, 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 so God, Godwin is still around, and he has said at the moment um, that nice. if you if you do actually make comparisons between the Trump administration, and some other administrations, and Nazis, that it is not a Godwin violation. That that that's how that's how bad it's gotten. Gotten is the guy who came wow. up with that law says it's okay to call people Nazis now if they're acting like Nazis. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's it's unfortunate that we need to be reminded by somebody that yes, you can do that. Yeah, I think that's a better that's a better re- a better
0: um, assignment than the guy who made GIF saying that it's pronounced GIF. Gif. <laughs> so I say Jodwin is right about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think. It, it, it's it's probably, I think I can blame it on you guys. I mean, this whole English mess is because of this, this <laughs> yeah. fucking, like, oh, PUT and put and BUT button and CUT cut. And like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me for my guy who is coming from a language where you say what you write and then you, you write what you say. I know. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> they blame so, the French so, for that, really.
2: Well, there there's so many more people Typically to blame. <laughs> th- there there's so many more people to blame than just the French, and and, and I mean, you know, yeah. how you yeah, pronounce these things. Can we start there, please? You know, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, I mean, we 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 can start there. But I mean, you know, in American English, you know, it's the same thing. And a lot of the French stuff didn't enter British English until after the 1600s. So mm-hmm. you know, an awful lot of it is just you know. British things messing up, and then you know, and it and it depends on you know who who in the UK you're talking to and which anglophonic people you're talking to because ev- you know everybody has different ways of pronouncing pronouncing yeah, the yeah. language, and that's you know that's even in the United Kingdom, yeah. and you know that's not even getting into things that you know that sound like English that aren't English, like Scots. Yeah, and you know, and then <laughs> yeah, I mean that you know the oh, different oh, the oh, different oh,
0: oh, is- go on sorry
2: yeah. the the difference in pronunciation between you know. Sheffield and Surrey and you know Northumberland is pretty different. So yeah, wow. Just ask people to say "Grass and Bath."
1: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> but there was an there was an instance of this of like you know because what you're talking about, BJ, is like people reading something and then trying to pronounce it. And yeah. it's often you can find with English, you you know when someone's kind of like never heard it before, but they've read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know yeah yeah so yeah. my son did this the other day actually not to throw him under the bus but he you know, he said but oh, but man. as you throw him under the bus but yeah on. exactly yeah <laughs> he yeah. never listens don't worry <laughs> he says uh oh you know that's pretty highness i'm like what I was like no it's your royal highness you know like, oh i know you mean you mean heinous okay yeah
1: oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: good. But <laughs> no, in but Dutch, this, Highness is like, you know, it, it's the correct pronunciation, H-E-I, okay. you
1: know. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this this happened a lot with me because I, I never had access to people speaking English to me that much. Right, uh-huh. right, right. Uh, So we only uh, read right. the stuff and then we have one English teacher and, and yeah. uh, as you can notice, you know, we have this thick accent like the Indian people speaking English and I never knew it was, is it Celtic or is it Celtic or is it, Celtic? I have no no idea. Yeah, if it's a football
0: club, it's Celtic. And if it's language, it's Celtic. (laughs) Oh, Oh, thank you. That clears (laughs) it all.
1: (laughs) So there are so many things like this. Like, I I keep reading in the books and looking up in the dictionary. And obviously, I'm not that smart to figure out the the (laughs) phonetic shit around that one. You know, Uh, so just just say it in the way that I want. And then, like, suddenly, you know, I ended up with with people uh, who speak English. And then if I say something, they're like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about?" The, the, how, like, how many
2: how many people speak English in in the Indian subcontinent? Do you think? Is, is,
1: everybody these days.
2: <laughs> but but I mean, it's 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 not going to be it's not going to be a billion, is it? It's it's going to be something no, shy no, of a, But
1: But it, it's it's really it's really strange. It's, you know, it depends on what you mean by uh, how much they speak, because there are so many words in the in our language that are just don't have any our lang our words anymore. Mm-hmm. So. We we have rail for for train and and we have I, I I never said the my language word for school in my language, right? So my mother she's a school teacher. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's mm-hmm. what. Even in my own language, if you go there and right. then if you say what do you work as, they'll say yeah. I'm a school teacher.
2: So it's a low weekend. So, yeah so
1: yeah. it's it's like like everything so yeah. many english words are like you know into this thing so most of the people understand yeah. the basic stuff pretty easily which which and I, th- I think it's fine people-,
0: people though so there's a lot of indigenous people in india
1: yeah 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 of course and, but but the thing is that we the english has proliferated so much everywhere and mm-hmm. because it's also one of the official languages right if you want to go to a bank then yeah. It's a bank, right. you know, there, there is no, yeah. there is no translation for it anymore.
2: But I, I think, I think what I'm saying is that I have a feeling that more people probably speak English in the Indian subcontinent than any other country in the world. So yes. if we're going to, if we're going to choose any accent as being <laughs> normal, I think if we're going to say, what's the average accent?
1: <laughs> from, from Indians,
2: <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think, I think yeah. I, so, so I, I think we're all doing it wrong. Basically, we're the ones who are talking funny.
1: That's true. Yeah. Well, democracy, there, there is democracy for you. You know, <laughs> to bring the bring it to the common. But that absolutely. used to be the argument for American
2: English, didn't it? Because there was more Americans than there were British people. But
0: yeah. still, oh yeah, you know, that's like true. That. yeah yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think the the only thing that gets me about British English is just you know, pe- or rather, so it's not all British English. It's any English accent that's non rhotic and it, it's making mm. law and lore rhyme. Does my head mm. in, or actually making. Law sound more like lore than yeah. lore does, and and there there are people, particularly in the south of England, who who do that. or say, "Oh, I I'm in the law." It's like you're in the what?
1: <laughs> but is but it? this is something that that I think last time when we were talking to me, I think we were saying the same thing to Ray as well. Because he, whenever he says data, I hear datar. Yeah. Yeah. when yeah. he says yeah. Java, yeah. I hear Java. Like mm-hmm. there is there is R sound <laughs> everywhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah but I mean I remember I moved from I mean you know you talk about like people accepting differences etc but if you move from the northeast mm. like I I was born in the northeast of England and I moved to yeah. London and holy fuck you know so many people like just laugh at your accent all the time mm, yeah wow. it's kind of like you know <laughs> Yeah, I guess you kind of accept it, but it's
2: it's very annoying, you know. Yeah. yeah. You what what have I done wrong, you know? If, if, yeah. But if you actually but if you actually yeah. met anybody in London who's who's actually from London, I think I've only met it, when I lived in London, I think oh, yeah, I've only met like yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that that, that didn't I, happen I to me when I lived in people, London. I worked with normal people,
0: see, not the highfalutin elites that you worked with Bruce. Uh, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm I'm working up with all the metropolitan elites, that that'll explain Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was working with the Lord of the law you know
0: <laughs> but you were in banking too <laughs> actually i was yeah <laughs> yeah those guys don't come from london that's for sure yeah, yeah they're 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 yeah, worked in the they'll... government before that
2: yeah all right oh well, anyway,
1: that that's a that's a good detour for uh, languages and accents so yes. coming coming back to coming back to closure. Maybe yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just wow, before we, we finish
0: learning. on the languages and accents, though, because <laughs> you're well, I, you know, just yeah. there is an interesting one. Maybe is that okay. I think you're now living in Scotland, aren't you, Bruce?
2: I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
0: how how are you finding that for, from a sort of you know accent perspective?
2: uh I love it. It's 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 a lot of fun. I've I've gotten. uh I, I love the Dundee accent, and I love. It, so it's Scots rather than Gallic over here. So there are lots of people mm-hmm. who speak Scots or a particular form of Scots called Doric. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun hearing that because it is... When, when I was doing uh, medieval literature, one of the things I did in addition to doing Middle English, I did Middle Scots. And it's oh, it, it's interesting right. sort of hearing all the different things in it and hearing... Uh, there, there are a lot of things in... English in the north of England that are still a lot like middle English or even Anglo-Saxon. And then lots of things where you can go, okay, right. That's actually a medieval Norse borrow word that's come through. <laughs> and so, so there are, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things like that. Um, and that's true in sort of Scots as well as a lot of the Scots stuff is, you know, you can see the roots back to middle Scots and things like that, that have still held on because, you know, communities were, you know, quite tight knit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot a lot of the accent really really hangs around and the people who did move in, you know, tended to tended to learn the the local language. Um hmm.
0: so do you, you explain the, to the local people what their accent is all about? You know, it's like you're Scotsplaining to them.
2: I, I I I I try I try I try to avoid I I try I try, I try I try I try to I try to avoid Scotsplaining uh for 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 the most part. For the most part though i i i do i do have a lot of fun um sort of English and british explaining to an awful lot of people as an american right um yeah so <laughs> though, though i am I'm, I'm only a part time american because i was i was born in the u k so you can't get rid of me because I was born in the u k right. early right. enough yeah. that I'm a yeah. citizen mm-hmm. um so so I, I do have a lot of fun when people try explaining to me bits about uh, British history and how things have always been British. And it's like, yeah, that's not always been British. That only goes back to like the 1950s or, you know, things like, you know, some, something really old in Britain, like something has been around in Britain forever and ever. Sticky toffee pudding, right? Sticky toffee pudding has been around in Britain forever. I mean, it's like it's got to at least be 19th century, right, Ray? I
0: have, I have no, no idea, idea but I, I, it seems pretty recent to me. Yeah, it's,
2: 19, it's from the nineteen seventies. You know. Right, right,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, you know, like gruel or something, fair enough, you know, porridge. Yeah. But that's mostly Scottish <laughs> anyway. You know, yeah. so you know <laughs> Scots oats and stuff like this. Yeah. You know, baked potatoes maybe, I would think this would be the earliest British cooking. And it's still but, the best. But
2: you know but but baked potatoes <laughs> do you know where baked potatoes are from? They're from no, South no, America. No, yeah,
3: oh, but potatoes, are potatoes are from South America. Potatoes aren't British,
2: yeah. and yeah, and yeah, it, and yeah. it used to be barley in Scotland. It was it was oats are relatively yeah. recent. Oats are like uh, 18th century, 17th, 18th century. So oats oh, are yeah. quite recent. Sort of med- medieval Scots would have been eating barley. They would have been eating barley porridge, um, sort of peas pudding and stuff like that, with right. barley wow. rather than oats. So you know all these things. that feel like they're forever, and that, and yeah. that's that's the weird thing about it is that Britain is really good at marketing itself as. This has been happening forever. And it's like, no, it's not. that's, that's, <laughs> only, that, that's only been going on for yeah. the last five years, and I remember the marketing yeah. campaign about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, plow you know, plowman sandwiches. Oh, that's been around forever. Oh, and that God. was that that was yeah, that was yeah. the cheese board post post World War II, yeah. saying, Oh, we yeah. need to do something with cheese. What are we gonna do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Anyway,
2: anyway, well, closure. Okay.
1: Yes, it's so a great Emacs. language.
2: I think I think everybody should use it. Uh, Emacs is wonderful. Vi is wonderful. Um, use use whatever works for you. I like Emacs, you know, for the same reason I, I like other free software stuff. Is going to be around forever.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think um, on that uh, wonderful note, I think we are right above one hour already. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's been fantastic talking to you, Bruce. And um, you know. Keep on doing great work, and especially you know the kind of work that you're doing, um, you know, using closure obviously, which is you mm-hmm. know, awesome, um, but also solving a problem that is more meaningful and impactful. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, that is amazing, and all the stuff that you did uh, for the community, and even still, you know, today, uh, even I, I, for today. So, so I,
2: I I think with the community, I want to I want to thank all the people who who complained. <laughs> partly because partly because every time they complained I said, Oh, that's a great idea. I'll help you organize the event. Which yeah. is which is sort of I think that was the secret sauce in the community. And and I particularly want to thank Robert for tricking me into it and mm. John for carrying on with it. And yeah. you know, people like Yelena and Mario and people like that who carried on with the dojos and all the other people, you know, you you know, doing doing things in Amsterdam I and mean, everybody else has been out doing all the community stuff. I think that's been great. It's been it's been great. Seeing something that I put a lot of work into, and tried really hard to make sure that other people did it, and watching yeah. other people carry on with it and having it having it live well beyond yeah, yeah. my involvement with it, mm-hmm. It's just been fantastic. That I think that's that just makes me so super happy.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we, we we're doing this for ourselves, so you know that's a that's that's a given. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast is a is entirely about ourselves trying to figure out to medieval scots stuff <laughs> that, that that was the reason <laughs> yeah. cool thank you thanks a lot and um you know stay safe and people who are listening to the podcast um stay safe as well and uh, keep uh, writing awesome software and that's it from us uh, for today thank you for listening to this episode of DefN. And the awesome vegetarian music or the track is Melon Hamburger by Pizzeri. And the show's audio is mixed by Wouter Dullert. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name. Um, Maybe you should insert your own name here, Dullert. If you'd like to support us, uh, please do check out our Patreon page. And you can show your appreciation to all the hard work or the lack of hard work that we're doing. And um, you can also catch up with uh, either Ray with me for some unexplainable reason. Uh, you want to interact with us, then uh, do check us out on Slack, Closure and Slack or closureverse or on Zulip or just at us at Deafen Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy your day and see you in the next episode.